You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Welcome to A Mindful Moment. Thank you to our regular listeners, and if you're new, we're excited to have you join us. We believe we can thrive in life, not just survive it, which is what many people are doing these days. And we believe reaching our full potential starts with a foundation in mindfulness. Mindfulness and meditation provide a vast array of health benefits, but also improve our mental and emotional well-being. The key to strengthening mindfulness is simply practice. The more we practice, the more mindful we become. If you're tired of feeling stressed out, frustrated with the way the world seems to be, or want more meaning in your life and work, it's time to get mindful. You can live a better life, and we'll help you discover how along the way. So let's get started. As the Chinese New Year approaches, I've been seeing a lot about it being the year of the rat. I was born in the year of the rat, and have always pictured a disease-infested rodent whenever the topic comes up. Not a very pleasant image. But it turns out rats are pretty cool if you believe in the Chinese Zodiac. According to ChineseNewYear.net, rats are clever, quick thinkers, and successful, but content with living a quiet and peaceful life. Optimistic and energetic, people born in the rat year are likable by all. Because of their independence and imagination, they are suitable for creative jobs, including authors, editors, and artists. Finances will reportedly be booming for rats for the entirety of the year. So, if you were born in 1936, 48, 60, 72, 84, or 96, congratulations! Our income could double this year. Of course, I left out all of the negative stuff the site says will happen to rats this year. Who needs that? Which got me to thinking, why do we look to the Chinese zodiac? or astrology, or numerology, or feng shui, or any other system of information that claims knowledge about who we are and what will happen to us. I am actually open to almost any source of information. I think fearing information from, quote, alternative sources is just superstitious, or it was embedded in our brains that it was evil or a sin as children in church. I find it somewhat amusing now to think that I believe if I read my horoscope, I'd go downstairs to that warm room for eternity. But that's what my minister said when I was 10 years old, and I believed it for a long time. I find it less amusing that I am still afraid of Ouija boards, 
which began when I saw the movie The Exorcist over four decades ago. No way will I touch one to this day. But we all have our peccadillos, right? I've seen faces turn alarmed when I've suggested a book to read that was written through channeling, a process where the person does not believe they are writing it, but some entity is speaking through them. I've seen that same alarm in a group of people when someone shares they are a psychic or a medium. We seem to be comfortable with big systems based on things we can't prove, like astrology or numerology or, frankly, even religion if you think about it. But when it gets personal, like someone being able to read our minds or tell us something about our future, we run for the hills. I became less judgmental about all of these alternate sources of information, except for the Ouija board, of course, as my mindfulness practice expanded over time. Interestingly, it was not the non-judgmental aspect of mindfulness that caused this shift. It was the realization that we are just a tiny part of the cosmos and truly don't know a whole lot beyond our immediate proximity to whatever it is we're focused on. Are aliens real? Are they living among us? I have no idea, but why does it matter? Are channels or mediums really communicating with someone or something from the other side of the veil, or perhaps even another dimension? How in the world could I know? And again, why does it matter? Does the Chinese zodiac influence what happens to me in any given year? Who really knows? If it's all of the good stuff, I hope so. But if it includes the negative list of ailments I'll suffer this year, I hope not. Instead of focusing on how the information was gathered, or who has special abilities, I simply focus on the information itself. If it resonates with me, I accept it or search deeper. If not, think Ouija board, I ignore it. That's the great thing about having free will, assuming we do have free will and aren't being controlled by alien overlords, which again, I don't know for sure. Information is just information. Data is data, and it's not the information that actually matters most. It's our interpretation of the information. There are widely and long-held beliefs that are later shown to be false, like the earth being flat, although there are folks out there trying to overturn that ruling and still believe it's flat. There are many, many, quote, evidence-based studies by scientists that turn out to be completely wrong and are overturned or retracted ranging from how the universe works to what we should and shouldn't eat every day. Coffee causes cancer. Coffee prevents cancer. Butter is bad. Oh, butter is good. Red wine, eggs, bacon, beef, beans. Crazy making. So back to the year of the rat. Why should I care that astrologically, from a Chinese point of view, I'm going to make lots of money this year, but I might also have health problems? For me, I don't put much stock in it, but I do find it entertaining. I also find it interesting that there is a correlation between the Chinese zodiac, general astrology, and numerology. Now, while I don't have time to study it in depth in order to determine if I'm controlled by the stars or my date of birth, the commonality across these systems of information lends credibility to the idea that there's probably something there that's real. The fact that I don't feel resonance or dissonance when reading this information tells me it's probably not that important in my life right now, and so I move on without discounting it, but without living by it either. The real question, I believe, is why we turn to these alternative sources. What are we looking for? 
I think a lot of people are looking for validation, justification, comfort, or even hope. When we feel like we have no control over our circumstances, we're seeking a reason for our struggles or difficulties. When we feel unloved, we feel better if it turns out this is a bad month or year for love under our astrological sign. If we feel afraid of what's happening in the world, any information a psychic shares that says it's going to get better is reassuring. And since I have no idea, and neither do you, as to what is real or not, if it makes someone feel better, or even if it's just a source of entertainment, except for the Ouija board, of course, why judge it or criticize those who follow it? Set an intention to be less judgmental about others' beliefs and another intention to be open to ideas wherever they come from. You don't have to live by something you don't believe in, but neither do you have to throw away or ignore information that might benefit you in some way if you can remove the judgmental glasses you view the source through. I do think a lot of our insecurities and fears can be eased through mindfulness. Practicing mindfulness allows us to get to know ourselves better, to stop judging ourselves so harshly all of the time, to broaden our perspective of life, and to recognize that we are never alone. Our perception of time and space expands. Our judgments of petty events and circumstances diminishes we can take in much more information from a multitude of sources, except Ouija boards, and discern whether it's right or wrong for us based on how our minds and bodies feel when we examine it. I truly believe that a lot of our problems stem from a lack of loving ourselves. We can't genuinely love others or appreciate everything that surrounds us if we don't first love ourselves. So instead of the year of the rat, I'm declaring 2020 as the year of you and me. This is the year to focus on expanding love for ourselves so that we can share that love with others at a time in the world where it's really needed. Consider turning inward and focusing on how you feel about yourself. Think about all of the criticisms you inflict on yourself on a daily basis. This has really hit home for me in the last couple of weeks during both live workshops and online trainings. At a recent development retreat on mindful leadership, one of the participants recognized that she calls herself stupid a lot. Another noticed that she has a deep belief that she must stay busy all of the time or she'll be judged as lazy. Whether in our online mindfulness coaching classes, during retreats and workshops, or through our coaching certification program, I'm hearing lots of people basically saying that they don't deserve to feel content or who are trying to increase their self-esteem through external actions, which is basically seeking outside validation. Unfortunately, external validation doesn't last. To achieve joy, we have to recognize and appreciate how wonderful we are first. We're miraculous, and once we know that, we have more to give to others, whether it be energy, compassion, love, or support. Mindfulness helps us to see we are not only lovable, but that we are actually all love itself. Love is an energy, and whether you believe in God's love or nature's love or some alternative form of systemic energy, love is what we need more of in the world today, and we're basically made of this energy. We just lose connection with it through all of the garbage we collect as we go through life. So let's start taking out our trash. Let's make this the year of you. 
This is the year we can reconnect with ourselves, love ourselves, enjoy how great we are, enjoy life through this new perspective, and share all of that love with others. Starting today, take just a few seconds to tell yourself that you love you. Seriously, put your hand over your heart and simply say, I love you. Do not be alarmed if this makes you feel teary or if you even cry, as this frequently happens the first few times because we are not accustomed to feeling compassion for ourselves. We're great at providing compassion for others, but not so good at doing it for us. So today's the day. I love you, and I want you to love you. So just give it a try, every day, before you head out in the world. If it's difficult at first, hang in there. You'll get better at it. And as you do, you'll experience increased love and compassion for others. Together, we can make this year the year of you for all of us. Change is afoot at Work to Live. We will be recording guided meditations for download from our website or posted on social media instead of including the short meditations at the end of this podcast going forward. We may include reflective activities, but we know a lot of people are listening to the podcast while driving, and our intention is not to have people meditate while behind the wheel. We'll let you know when the recordings are ready, probably in about a month. We are also finally scheduling podcast interviews. We believe coming soon will be an executive from Miller Children's Hospital discussing servant leadership and an executive from Aetna Insurance who will share with us how Aetna is supporting communities in achieving improvements in overall well-being. If you have a project or event that can help others grow in mindfulness and want to chat about it, please contact us. We'd love to share your information with our listeners or interview you for the podcast. We're really going to get the book club going this year, so if you love to learn and read, watch for that announcement on social media. And we're creating a series of short videos called The Coaching Corner, which will provide small stories or lessons we hear around town and online related to improving our lives or to provide topics for reflection. Watch for these on social media too. Instagram is at work, the number two, underscore live. And Facebook is at work to live. It's not too late to join this round of the Dynamic Coaching Certification Program courses. The first classroom just opened and the first webinar in the series is January 20th, so if you register now, you can still participate in the full program. Also, we'll be offering a paid internship in about a month to certification participants who want to learn how to facilitate workshops and online learning, so if you're interested, don't delay. Visit worktoliveproductions.com for more information. There's lots more in the works, but that's enough announcing for now. Remember, life offers too many rich opportunities to just survive it. Our intention is to support you in thriving through a life of purpose and meaning. Until next time, remember to be mindful. Please subscribe to A Mindful Moment with Teresa McKee on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your other favorite podcast outlets. We'd also truly appreciate you taking a few seconds to rate this podcast so that others can find us. Podcast topics are also available in blog format on our website. 
A Mindful Moment is written and hosted by Teresa McKee. The Spanish version is translated and recorded by Paola Tile. Intro music, Retreat, by Jason Farnham. Outro music, Morning Stroll, by Josh Kirsch, MediaWrite Productions. This podcast is produced by Work to Live Productions. Thank you for tuning in.